Podcast. I'm Mary Elizabeth, your artist-in-chief. This is Johnny. Johnny Mono. Episode 3. The uh, lovely and talented producer. Oh, I don't know about lovely, but I'll take talented twice. <laughs> talented, talented. Yes. Or as mom would say, talented. Yes. With their uh, Pinoy accent. Pinay. Pinay. Yes. Exactly. It's multiculturalism at its finest. <laughs> Between my Judaic culture and your Asian culture, there's a lot of interesting pronunciations of various food products in our house. Oh, yes, and we do love our food products. Food but, products! You know, aside from our diversity, what are we going to talk about today, hon? <laughs> so, this is the end of February episode. Yes, that's right. Putting us into episode three, which is also the first one that's going live on iTunes. I know, iTunes, I'm so excited. They didn't even bother to email me that they approved our podcast. Funny how that works. That's just how legit we are. We don't need the double verification. It just goes up. Right? So uh, happy to announce you can find the Studio Mono and Me podcast, or SMAM. <laughs> yeah, actually, I found it easiest by typing in SMAMcast. SMAMcast? So S-M-A-M, Studio Mono and Me, cast. So, Smamcast. That had to be something interesting with the hashtags on our uh, Stitcher. Oh, or, yeah. Or the know. SoundCloud or whatever it is that we <laughs> use. Uh, those things still confuse me. <laughs> yeah, I, I personally am still using Podcast Republic as my go-to uh, MP3 player of choice, and that's available on Android. I'm sure iTunes has the, uh, the standard player, which will just be easy to find. Right, for our Apple brethren. <laughs> the vast majority of the people we know. <laughs> I don't even know what podcast app I use on my Android device, but it works for me. So, uh, yeah, lots of things happen in February, hun. Oh, such as? So, let's go in order. Beginning of February was a really exciting event. I got to meet my favorite author of all time. His name is Kevin Hearn. Oh, that's right. Hey, I was there for that. You were there for that. It was super exciting. That was exciting. And uh, what we thought was going to be just a... Hanging out and having dinner with the guy turned into something much more, didn't it? Right. Well, to start with, I'm super fangirling because not only did I uh, get an invite in the mail, a handwritten notice with his personal phone number in it, uh, to get in touch for a personal dinner with my favorite author, uh, but we got to meet him and uh, drawing back to previous episodes that we've talked about this uh, pet's coloring book that I'm working on, uh, one of the pages in which I did a breed of the Irish wolfhound. And in the Kevin Hearn book series, The Iron Druid Chronicles, there's a main character, if you will, a talking dog, more or less, named Oberon, who is an Irish wolfhound. So Kevin super geeked out over that. I gave him the original pencil page, the, super, the original inked page, um, and in the process of geeking out over my page and me geeking out over him geeking out over my art. That's a lot uh, of geeking. <laughs> it was a lot of geeking at that table. Um, he had pretty much laid down the paper with, with somewhat authority and said he wanted to talk to me about this and he wanted to put this on his site for available for download. Oh, well, look at that. So uh, what ended up being uh, what would have been just a, a fan... Uh, a fan meetup ended up being a business venture. It, yeah, super exciting. My art has now meshed with my favorite fandom of all time. That is pretty amazing. So uh, if somebody wanted to uh, go ahead and download that, uh, that page off of Kevin Hearn's website, where would they go? So it's not available yet between his website and my website all being updated. And around March 15th will be the... Uh, date for definite addresses, but you'll be going to his website, which is Kevin, K-E-V-I-N, Hearn, H-E-A-R-N-E.com, 
uh, and somewhere in the download section, he has a really fancy menu. You'll find uh, his books and my Oberon downloadable page, which you can print at home for 99 cents. Fantastic. I'd buy that for a dollar. And in <laughs> fact, I guess that's the plan. <laughs> yes. So I'm super excited. Um, another really cool aspect to that is that he was insistent on giving me 100% of the profits. So that just, you know. Shoot, you can't beat that deal. Floats my boat, right? So uh, <laughs> let's give him some profits and buy his books. So seriously, people, if you haven't gotten in on this, it is the best sci-fi paranormal urban fantasy series I've come across in a long time. And uh, what's the name of that latest book that came out? So it is Shattered. No, Shattered is the last one. It's Staked. <laughs> Staked. <laughs> Staked, that's right. Yes. Uh, which is uh, number seven in the series. I don't know. At this point, when did you get past five books? I lose track of which one's which. <laughs> There's a lot of them. That's the important thing. <laughs> yeah, and they had to release it in a hardcover. So I had to break my collection OCD and go from paperback to hardcover. <sighs> so, <laughs> for people that are new to the series, would you say that this is a good jumping on point? Or would you recommend that they go back and start from book one? No, I would absolutely start from book one. Books one through three are kind of their own story arc. So it seems a little bit like a wrap up towards the end of book three. Uh, and then uh, the rest of the books just kind of continue from there, from the previous book. So I would totally recommend starting with book one. Uh, one of my favorite mediums, uh, if you don't have the time to actually sit down and read the book, is the audiobook. There's a guy called uh, Luke Daniels who does all the voices, and he gets super into the characters. It's possibly the most awesome audiobook thing I've ever heard. I know. I've stumbled into the room a couple times while it was being read, and uh, yeah, I enjoyed hearing the parts that I did on that audiobook. Yes, the Oberon character, I'm not going to spoil it. He is uh, he's amazing and all about that meat. Yeah, he might end up being my spirit animal. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty great. So um, if people want to keep up on updates on that, you can either go to uh, Kevin Hearn's website or ours, but both of our websites seem to be simultaneously down for maintenance. Um, or you can go to Facebook, where I will be doing the live updates more or less as things progress. Um, so it will be facebook.com slash studio mono and me. Uh, which would probably be the easier way if you're already listening to this podcast to find out what's going on. Exactly, yeah. If you found us that way on on uh, Podcast Republic or Stitcher or iTunes, uh, just do the same thing in Facebook, and I'm sure you'll find it pretty easily. Yeah, so that's super exciting. Yeah, yeah, that's a pretty good way to start the month, and it sounds like there were some other adventures as well. Sounds like you were also there for those. Well, yeah, but for interview <laughs> tactics, I have to act like a third party. Hello. <laughs> So one of the coolest things that you brought into my life when, uh, when the advent of John into Mary Elizabeth's uh, timeline occurred was you brought some really amazing friends into my life, and uh, two of which uh, are married friends from Santa Rosa, California, Aaron and Rachel. But we love them anyway. <laughs> Santa Rosa sucks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry Rosa! To, <laughs> sorry to all our Santa Rosa friends and pals, it's just super expensive and that seems to be the number one complaint i hear from anybody at any given time and you know it smells like cows cows you know it does the sonoma mm. aroma <laughs> so they came up and stayed with us for about five days or something yeah it was a pretty decent span of time there and we had epic portland adventures oh my goodness we gained some weight we gained weight <laughs> I am not getting on the scale, so I'm just going to agree with you on that one. Yes. So I know that we've mentioned a couple times on the podcast that we're foodies, but uh, Aaron and Rachel are also foodies. So if we're like times five foodies, they are like times 20? Oh, goodness. So that uh, that ends up being times 100 when you multiply it all out. Multipliers, yeah. Goodness. 
<laughs> so we did a lot of things. Uh, one of the things that we did with them was we ventured to uh, a couple cheese factories, which uh, Oregon, not so much Portland, is known for. Yeah, exactly. Out on the uh, the coast near Tillamook. Right. Tillamook County and Tillamook City, a Tillamook cheese factory. And uh, on top of that, we also stumbled onto a, a little coastal city called Rockaway Beach. That was fun. Often referenced in uh, Ramon's songs, which was pretty awesome. So I am eventually going to have to post that photo of you and Aaron back to back on the beach. <laughs> yes. And share that to the public masses, not just our friends and family. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty good one. I like that. So I have to say, uh, when people think of Portland, they often think of donuts, which is like voodoo donuts, because they were on the Food Network, uh, highlighted in several shows. Um, there's another donut place called Blue Star. Yes, which we are not sponsored by, but good lord, we may as well be. Right. So I love both places, and they both have their own pros and cons. If you like kitschy, and you like fun, and you like a lot of sugar, you probably want to go to voodoo. Right. If you like dense gourmet... Uh, flavorful donuts, you go to Blue Star. Exactly, yeah. So it's it's kind of the difference between, say, In-N-Out Burger and, like, you know, a very nice restaurant hamburger. Right. There's something to be said about the fast food In-N-Out Burger, which is kind of like what uh, what Voodoo Donuts is. It's, it, it's that junk food, over-the-top, you-gotta-have-it donut. Right. And Blue Star is the very nice, gourmet, like, you can talk about the locally sourced ingredients kind of donut. And the reason I bring up donuts is I'm comparing it to our experiences at two cheese factories here in Oregon. Yes. So, Tillamook was a lot of fun and very big and probably most known, similarly to Voodoo. Yes. Um, and I think similarly uh, with the over-the-top maybe flavors and varieties, especially with the ice cream. Oh my goodness, so much ice cream there. <laughs> I think they had 29 flavors, uh, I'll say on tap, but you know what I mean. Right. So down the road of the scenic highway 101 was uh, another cheese place called Blue Heron. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that, that was definitely more along the lines of a blue star. And I'm starting to notice that if you put blue in the name, it automatically means that you're the gourmet pinky up kind. Also, maybe a little more adult, because Blue Star, you can get a bourbon donut with a little shot of bourbon. That is true. And, and at Blue Heron, you uh, can get wine. Yes, we had a pretty nice round of wine tasting there at Blue Heron. That was fun. It's, it's a good time to be an adult. <laughs> exactly. So we here at uh, BlueStudioMonoAndMe.com <laughs> are big fans of Blue Heron. So uh, that is one of your favorite colors. Yes, it's one of the ones I can see. Right. So, uh, yeah, both of which had their pros and cons. Um, not so much on the con side, because cheese, who doesn't like cheese and dairy? Um, <laughs> Sometimes our stomachs, that's who. <laughs> that is true. Uh, Blue Heron had a goat and an emu. Yes. Oh, my God, that emu. That emu had it out for us. So I've had some conversations in the last couple of days with some people at the grocery store and, and at my part-time job at the Pet Supply, uh, and several of the locals have agreed with me that that emu has a reputation. Uh, <laughs> it made some of the most terrifying sounds that I didn't think a modern-day creature was capable of making. Oh, it was mad-dogging us something fierce, and you could definitely see the... Uh the ancestry to the dinosaurs there. Oh, the growling was akin to every scary, horror, you know, prehistoric creature film. Yeah, they're basically feathered raptors. Right? <laughs> yeah, pretty crazy stuff. Now that goat, on the other hand... The goat was really cool. Oh, the sweetest thing on earth. So I remember it walked away because it had just gotten some pets from other people. It laid down, it got kind of comfortable, and our friend Aaron, who is a uh, pretty imposing metalhead-looking guy. <laughs> yes, <laughs> definitely looks the part of the metalhead. Ended up calling the goat, and he was like, here, come here. 
come here. <laughs> and it was super great because the goat kind of rolled his eyes. And then he got up and he came and he got some pets, which is awesome. Exactly. And, uh, you know, because the goat was so friendly to us, I ended up snapping a picture of it and sharing it to one of my favorite musicians' websites. So uh, Kepi Ghoulie got this goat as the goat of the day on that day, which is a, kind of a running gag on Kepi's website. So pretty cool. Awesome. He liked it immediately. <laughs> well, who, wait, what about goats are not to love? Uh, the cheese. Ugh, goat cheese is horrible. <laughs> So, uh, so that was a super duper adventure. I'd say we did we did the donuts again. We found a third donut place uh, down on Broadway in downtown Portland. Yeah, cocoa donuts. Cocoa donuts. Yeah, we had the lavender latte and and uh, some like buttermilk biscuit type donuts. Those were amazing. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know that I would call them buttermilk biscuit, but buttermilk donuts for sure. Very it, dense, very yeah, heavy. Like a classic glazed, but with a a more dense cakey center right yeah super tasty definitely enjoyed that and uh, that was right across the street from uh, what was it pets on broadway pets on broadway yes which is the largest independently owned pet supply and uh they sell pets uh as well in portland so um i work at a small pet supply we do not have pets but we have cat and dog supplies um called holistic pet which is basically in beaverton uh, and my boss slash the owner of the store has talked about Pets on Broadway to me a lot, basically saying, if you want a mini zoo adventure, go to Pets on Broadway. Um, they're super nice. And it was great. They were huge. Maybe not PetSmart huge, but maybe more like if people are familiar with the offshoot of Petco, the Unleashed shops. Exactly. Yeah, I'd say that that's an apt comparison for size. Just uh, it was with... a good size store for sure fish and small animals and they had some reptiles and i saw really cool water salamander things oh yeah and you know as we were walking around i started thinking like oh maybe i want to have a little fish tank at my desk at work they have so many awesome varieties here right well if you're going to be a cubicle jockey i think you need something cool to entertain you exactly and on those days where i can't get away for lunch at least i'll have an emergency food supply there uh <laughs> I'm sure anything tastes good with a little dash of Cholula. <laughs> a little tempura. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, tempura and sriracha. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, being in that pet store made me really, really want, like, a guinea pig or a rat, um, which is probably a bad idea with our dog. Yeah, I imagine Gus really wants a guinea pig or a rat as well, but for different purposes. <laughs> so our little dog, my studio companion, he is a uh, half miniature schnauzer half uh, yorkshire terrier and it's just enough terrier to really have a prey drive going on yeah exactly we've got him a little stuffed rat that he chases around the apartment pretty nicely so i think that he wouldn't know the difference between a stuffed rat and a, a real rat a guinea pig or, yeah. yeah especially when they squeak <laughs> yep, it's in his nature what can we say so uh on the same vein of events and happenings and things there's one coming up in the near future uh March 25th, uh, there's the Big Heart uh, Wine Tasting and Art Auction event, which is hosted and sponsored, if that's a correct word to use, um, by an organization called the Cowlitz Judicial Advocacy Center for Children. Um, yeah, also known as CJAC. CJAC. That's how uh, we generally refer to them. Right. Uh, well, um, not only are we going to be there, but I am doing an art piece specifically for that charity event. Uh, it is titled Lady Heart, and it's... Uh, a textured lady fantasy painting I'm doing. Uh, it's a big billowy dress and a kind of looks like a lady that's in the middle of mid dance steps. So I'm 
haven't started painting it yet, but it is uh, about halfway there in terms of texture and planning. Exactly. The prep work has been laid. It's just a matter of getting those colors and inks down now. I'm really excited to see how that's going to turn out and who's going to ultimately end up with it. <laughs> exactly. So if you want to help out a great cause and get your hands on a, a Studio Mono and Me original, definitely go and check out this event, uh, the Big Heart uh, Wine and Art Auction. Yes. 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 Uh, similarly, I will be donating a special edition uh, Jet Paco uh, one of one silver cartridge, which will be uh, auctioned off in a later date uh, for the same organization. Wow. So for people that are listening to us more for the art side of Studio Mono and Me, what is Jet Paco? Is this a title? Is this a, a figure? Is this a game? <laughs> what is it? It sounds so, like a food. <laughs> uh, Jet Paco is a, a fun Nintendo game that was actually made in 2015, so entirely coded from the ground up brand new. Nice. Yeah, so a lot of fun. It's a, a nonviolent puzzle game, which makes it great for... Uh, you know, a, a children's charity event. Right. And uh, this will be a one-of-one, one limited edition, special silver cartridge that cannot be gotten any other way. I know, I've been seeing you working on the uh, on the label design, uh, and it looks super cool. I'm really digging that. Yeah, so hopefully that uh, helps out the charity as well and goes to a, a nice home that will enjoy it. We'll also be having pictures on that on our website uh, when our website is up to speed. <laughs> Yes, exactly. So speaking of the, the website being down for maintenance, uh, let, let's give a little background on that. So I was super frustrated with uh, trying to juggle my own website. I was using one company for hosting um, and domain stuff. We'll call them Brand X. <laughs> and, um, you know, my background is more fine arts, uh, not really technical CSS and all this coding language that I'm not familiar with at all. <laughs> Probably butchered that one horribly. But uh, <laughs> so I went in and I was just like, I'm going to put in a PayPal button, you know, for the podcast if people want to maybe help us get a new microphone or something. That seems like a logical step. So everything on the PayPal side was up to speed. I just couldn't get it to work with my website. So about four hours later, I was in tears, just like, I can't do this, and I don't have the time to waste on the website when I really need to be working on the art. Um, so I put a, a, a little post out to the ether on my Facebook, just like not knowing what would happen. And it turns out our friends that we met on our very own wedding elopement cruise. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so his name is Dustin. So hi, Dustin. Uh, he was like, hey, I can totally help you with your website. Uh, so we're doing a product for product exchange, which is totally awesome. Excellent. <laughs> and he's got me on this super fancy uh, new company for domain and hosting. We'll call them Brand Y. <laughs> and uh, so far it's looking really great. You can still go to studiomonomy.com, just nothing's functional right now, and it looks odd. Um, <laughs> but uh, we're hoping by mid-March we'll have everything updated. Each art piece will have its own like project gallery, so you can each see each step that I go through when it comes to especially my larger paintings. Um, and then we'll have, you know, our own little shop where you can get various projects like my coloring books. We'll have a gallery showcasing all your uh, gaming reproductions. Yeah, not only that, but we'll also have a, an area of the website that talks about things like this here podcast. Right. We're going to have all the podcast adventures. Yes, exactly. So uh, for those that don't know, my other podcast, Bits, Bases, and Baskets, uh, my buddy Shane and I put that together once a week, and we talk about video games, comic books, a little bit of wrestling, and uh, various other real sports. 
Yeah, it's a it's a fun podcast to listen to. Granted, I hear most of your side anyway, whether or not you're recording. <laughs> Very um, true. <laughs> but we love Shane here in Casa de Mano, and uh, I think it's a, it's a lively, upbeat podcast. You guys do a great job of explaining the sports and the nerdery to those of us who don't quite get that. Um, speaking of sports, so a couple weeks ago, or maybe just a week ago, several days ago, uh, the Warriors were in town to play the Trailblazers. Ah, that's right. Yes, this was actually going down as we were out for pizza with uh, with the aforementioned uh, Aaron and Rachel. Right. Oh, so another place if people find themselves in Portland, uh, Flying Pie Pizza. Oh, good Lord, Flying Pie Pizza. So good. <laughs> so good. So we're watching the game, and you're in your uh, Trailblazers gear because you're rooting for the home team. And you got to support the home team. It's not that I don't love my home team. Uh, it's just I was a fan of the Warriors back in 2005 when I lived in San Francisco, so I'll just always have a fond spot in my heart for them. Hey, nothing wrong with that. I'm you know, wearing... I, I've got my Mavericks gear as well. <laughs> So you got to have a, an away team and you got to love the home team. So we're at this pizza joint. Uh, there's a local Portlandiers uh, watching the game. Uh, and then there's me in a curry jersey. And I had to wear the hat. Oh, yeah. You were decked out head to toe. You were sporting the <laughs> colors. You were definitely Golden State Warriors all the way. So I think about early third quarter when the Warriors are trailing by about 30 points is when I just concentrated on eating my pizza. Yeah, and, and for those that don't know, uh, the Golden State Warriors are the defending world champions. Uh, they are touted as probably the best team in recent history. Uh, they've beaten the tar out of the LeBron Jameses and the Kobe Bryances of the world. Uh, basically, any superstar that you can name that's, that's a household name uh, the Golden State Warriors have just beaten the pants off of them. And conversely, the Portland Trailblazers, as much as we love them, uh, they lost four-fifths of their team last year uh, <laughs> due to various contract negotiations, trades, and free agency. So you got a team that was expected to not do very well versus a team that is expected to win the championship. Obviously, our expectation was Golden State was going to trounce them. <laughs> and the ultimate outcome was... We lost. And by we, you mean... Golden State. That's right. <laughs> I know. And it, it, considering the last time that Golden State and uh, Portland uh, played, uh, Portland had their rear ends handed to them on a, on a silver platter. Um, yeah, so very true. It's kind of what I was expecting this go around, but it didn't seem like uh, the Warriors were necessarily prepared for the fact that we have so many new players on the Blazers team, and it just seemed like maybe the style differences and offense and defense wasn't really prepared for new players. Not only that, but it seems like Golden State, uh, and, and I say this knowing that they've only lost a total of five games five. this season, yeah. but all five of them have been to teams that they were on paper supposed to trounce. So I think that maybe they went into it with uh, a little bit of overconfidence and, and didn't back it up. Well, you know, I have to say, even in my art, sometimes I'll tackle something because I've done it a thousand times and I'll be doing it a thousand times again. But, uh, you know, I kind of empathize with that attitude because I'll approach something with super confidence and inevitably I'll be doing it about twice or three times over because the first time out the gate, I just won't get it. See, I'm sure that Sun Tzu has some kind of statement about never underestimating your, your opponent. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, aside from uh, from the home team beating your team, uh, what what are some other uh, aspects that uh, that went down during that uh, that visit? 
Um, so your friend Aaron, our friend Aaron, he is starting a YouTube show that I think you maybe retained more of the information on than I did simply because it was <laughs> one in the morning when yes. we were guesting on his uh, show. And this is when all of the greatest creativity happens. About one, two in the morning. Yes, the 2 a.m. sillies were definitely in full effect. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Aaron and Rachel have started a new show under the uh, the names, uh, was it Gomos and MSG? Yes. And the name of their show and their channel is The Grocery Outlet. And now, mind the spelling of that, because I know that there is a chain of grocery stores called The Grocery, grocery Outlet. Outlet. Uh, however, this is spelled G-R-O-S-S. Exactly. And uh, the, the meaning behind that is that the show revolves around going to Grocery Outlet and other various stores and picking up some oddities and blind sampling them and getting real-life reactions on film. So not only food products, but also wine, because who expects to find wine at Grocery Outlet in the first place, and then let alone good wine right or decent wine drinkable wine and i will say that uh, after helping out with a handful of episodes we've definitely run the gamut yes so i think five six bottles and one was all right uh you know you'll have to take a look and and watch once those episodes get posted so (laughs) keep your eyes open on youtube the channel again will be called the grocery outlet and grocery spelled g-r-o-s-s i will be making another official announcement once everything is all down pat and cement exactly yeah we'll share some uh some links and definitely make it available for everybody to check out that was a uh, lot of fun i don't know if i want to eat such a variety of things and drank such a variety of things again uh in one after another in the middle of the night but uh you know it was it was a lot of fun with our friends i i think it'll be fun to watch (laughs) one after another one after another nothing that happened over the span of several weeks remember wink wink nudge nudge (laughs) 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 but yeah if you haven't inferred we've actually both been a part of uh the first handful of episodes, so I think it was maybe six of them that we'll be involved in. I don't know, something like that? Yeah, so yeah. some decent number. So yeah, definitely take a look. Yay! So, man, this is just a podcast full of announcements. Um, we finally got a name for my coloring book that's coming out this year. That's right, yeah, we, we did mention the, uh, the coloring book a couple times in the podcast, but uh, what is this mysterious name now that we have it? So we've established in previous episodes and all over the internet that it's, it's pets, it's cats and dogs. Um, and my very first coloring book, which was published last year, uh, the theme was women, and uh, it was women, heart, and whimsy. And I knew that I wanted to go with some kind of format. The trouble was finding a word... Uh, a string of words so uh, I landed on with your prompting um, pets love and laughter excellent so staying with that format of subject descriptor descriptor (laughs) descriptor descriptor exactly (laughs) so it will be a uh, approximately 8 by 10 inch uh, coloring book with 20 pages all designed by me and you will be putting the covers together and designing the font and all that goody stuff yes exactly (laughs) So uh, size-wise, it sounds like it's going to be pretty similar in uh, size and shape to your previous book. So yes. they'll, they'll stack nicely next to each other on a bookshelf. Well, that is the plan. Over the next four to five years, I want to release a coloring book uh, per year. Uh, and I want them all to be, you know, uh, eventually it would be cool to make a box set, but that's way off in the future. Um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> for now, uh, my 
plans and intentions and everything that's being executed so far, insofar as uh, pets, love and laughter goes, 100% um, self-published. Um, it will mostly be available, at least for the uh, beginning of its launch, uh, in stores that are local to the Portland area or by ordering directly from the website. And that's so. how we do things here in Portland. <laughs> locally sourced, locally owned. Right, locally created, that's locally right. printed. That's right. Um, super excited about that. Um, seems like everybody that I have roped into uh, also assisting me with this project uh, shares my zeal and enthusiasm, which is you know, always a good feeling when you're doing something on your own. <laughs> yeah, I think this is going to be a, a very successful venture. Very excited. So I know I've shared some teaser images on the Facebook and the Instagrams and all the Twitters and all those things and stuff that you're supposed to have when you have a, a brand. Um, and lots of people are, are leaving me awesome comments saying, sharpening their Prisma colors, can't wait to use their new markers. <laughs> um, I know that it is just painful to wait for. Um, but unfortunately, it won't be available until the fall. We're aiming for September, October of this year. <laughs> so I'm hearing ready for the holiday season. Holiday so if season. you want a gift for somebody that you think is going to enjoy an adult coloring book, this could be the one. I think so. I think so. Excellent idea for sure. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Especially if you are wanting to give your loved one maybe a pet portrait and maybe, you know, you catch me and it's like, well, in order to be on time for the holidays, it, it, it won't happen because that happens to me almost every year. Somebody will contact me about five days before Christmas. Um, <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Fortunately, so, fine art takes a good amount of time to finish. Yes, so I think the uh, the pet portraits would be an excellent way to do gifts for the holidays, and then you can tuck in a gift certificate. Yes, exactly. So uh, definitely some options there, and we'll keep everybody uh, appraised of things as uh, as more develops. Yay! So excited. So uh, you guys, um, as is uh, our usual, uh, Johnny and I are huge nerds, um, and gaming is a significant part of our lives. Yeah, definitely. We've both been uh, spending a lot of time gaming together and uh, and separately as well, which is kind of fun. So you've ventured off into some games that are uh, maybe new to you that, uh, you know, maybe I, even I'm not necessarily well versed in. So it's kind of cool that you're taking the hobby that we've built together and uh, kind of branching off and doing your own thing. So uh, what have you been playing lately that you've been enjoying? So unfortunately, February was a, a slow month for me gaming-wise as contrasted to January. Um, but January, the month after Christmas, playing with all my new things. <laughs> That's right. Um, <laughs> so I did dabble a little bit at the beginning of February back with uh, Yoshi's Woolly World uh, with their little amiibo figures, which are basically collectible action figures in a way uh, that you, you uh, set on either your Wii U controller, your 3DS uh, portable gaming, and it unlocks you know, characters in-game. Um, which is super awesome and uh, fun to see something that is in your hand come to life on a screen. Exactly, yeah. So it's, a, it's like collecting toys that add more to your video game as you play. Exactly. Um, so I've been doing that, um, and then what's been plugged into my 3DS right now has been uh, Star Wars Angry Birds. Nerd! <laughs> <laughs> oh, and the reason I'm playing that is because uh, anytime there's a little bit of downtime, uh, if my ink is a little too wet on my paper, if I'm you know, uh, 10 minutes way too early before my shift at work, you know, I'll, I'll throw in a couple levels of Star Wars Angry Birds. Um, but it's Angry Birds, so it's, it's just the, the theme's different, um, but it's the same game as any other Angry Birds game. 
Yeah, and that's the beauty of Angry Birds is that you can set it down, you can pick it up, and you don't have to dedicate a whole lot of time to it. But it's fun for the five or ten minutes that you do decide to sit down with it. Exactly. Now, I know there are two games in your world that have been going on in February. Yes, exactly. So there's a uh, live-action Golden Girls simulator where you play <laughs> as the various... No, I wish that existed. Oh, that'd be amazing! Somebody get on that. No, uh, the main game that I've been playing... Uh, and really trying to make some progress in, and in fact beat just minutes before we started recording, is uh, The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time 3D for the Nintendo 3DS. The what of time? The Ocarina. Ocarina. Hey, Ocarina. I. <laughs> All right. So this was originally released on the N64, and anybody that's heard me rant about gaming knows that I strongly, strongly dislike the N64's controller. I don't like the blocky graphics. N64 is poo. <laughs> but uh, this is actually an excellent Zelda game, and getting to play it on a, a more modern system uh, with a little bit better graphics has definitely made the difference in me you know, owning a copy for the N64 and never playing it versus dumping 40, 50 hours into the 3DS version and ultimately beating it today. So it's been a, a great joy, definitely enjoyed it, and recommend it to anybody that can get their hands on it. Awesome. And I know, similarly to my uh, Star Wars Angry Birds, there's another game that you've been tapping into here and there. Exactly. And this one is, uh, you know, similar to Angry Birds, a very casual game that doesn't really <laughs> have much of a history, and people play it just kind of willy-nilly. Street Fighter V. Uh, a game that has been uh, crucial in the making and formation of Johnny Mono. Oh my goodness. I have I have made so many friends just by virtue of knowing people that play Street Fighter. And, uh, you know, I think that this, this new version does not disappoint. And what's great is because Street Fighter matches go so quickly, you can pick it up, you can set it down, and anytime I've got 10 minutes, I can jump in and play a couple rounds. So yeah. definitely fun. As a casual observer, I have to say that game is really, really pretty. Yeah, yeah. It's the first one to appear on the PlayStation 4, and it seems like they're really using a lot of the uh, the power that the PlayStation 4 has. So it's got really intricate shading, the backgrounds move a lot, and uh, yeah, it's, it's very nice looking. Awesome. Yes, very happy with that one. <laughs> well, um... As I usually like to recommend some sort of product or something, uh, just because we, more so me, test out a lot of new things, um, especially in the pet market, there is a uh, lovely local Portland lady uh, that supplies Holistic Pet with, uh, usually uh, we sell her catnip toys, and she sews her own little catnip triangular uh, like fabric toys, and she puts a little pinch of catnip in there. Um, but she's kind of branched out, and we've got a little little all the way from little dogs to big dog bandanas and gus has a collection of three now <laughs> nice and it's the uh, trudy's tiny toys um i don't know where else she is selling them but if you come in a holistic pet we've got a stack um and, I just and wanna... why would you go anywhere but holistic pet <laughs> unless you're looking for fancy fish right um so yeah that's something i want to throw out there uh as she will have to forgive me i believe it's trudy's tiny toys at gmail.com if you want to get in touch with her <laughs> and on the bright side again you can just stop into holistic pet take a look at the selection that's there and uh, definitely you know right yeah ask some questions while you're there see what's available so when we're out and about, um, another thing that I do want to throw out, another friend that has uh, a business venture and 
and social media um, and a brand is my friend Ashley from back home in Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, she was my manager back when Borders was a bookstore. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> Way um, back in the day. So we worked at the last Walden Books in the state of Arizona back many years ago. Um, six, seven years ago. Um, she was there a lot longer than I was. She was my manager. Um, <laughs> so she uh, was also, um, for years, a part of the book club that I've been a part of, um, but you know, unfortunately, distance is a hindrance with that book club. Um, and so we really got to know each other more so on a personal front with book club. And a lot of nerdery commonalities going on there, a lot of, a lot of fandoms. Um, and I remember uh, she was just kind of playing with some patterns and sewed up some uh, purses using some kind of geeky fabrics. Um, she started out with things for me, the uh, My Little Pony fandom and the, uh, the uh, Disney, Disney villains. villains. Um, and then uh, the last year or so, I've just watched her brand and her products just explode. She's been featured on a couple different podcasts. Um, she had her own booth at, I believe, Amazing Arizona Con, which is kind of a big deal. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, a very competitive market to try to get into that con, and the fact that she was able to get a table, and as I understand it, did very well for herself there. Yes, so she sews uh, hair bows, um, which you can put on your husband's beard or, you know, your, 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 your dog's tail. Um. <laughs> I'm sure that's exactly what the intended purpose is. Um, uh, purses and a whole wide variety of shapes and styles. She's expanding into dresses now, which are amazing. She just did, like, this Captain America dress, which is way better than any hot topic or related dress that i've seen um and the best part of all that is it's super duper custom she does have a, a an etsy shop and it's so like s-e-w uh ashtastic um so ashtastic <laughs> yeah, yeah pretty easy you can also find her on facebook using that same word um so i would uh like to tell everybody about that just because i have about 13 different purses and bags and matching infinity <laughs> scarves. Yes, and... you've been a fan since day one. <laughs> and I swear, the not a day goes by, somebody's like, oh my God, I love your purse, where'd you get that? So I just wanted to throw that out there to the wind. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. And again, I, I will drop another plug for my other podcast, Bits, Bases, and Baskets, available on pretty much any kind of uh, podcasting uh, paraphernalia that you would have. Yeah. So definitely check us out. We've got new episodes that post uh, every Sunday night. So we try to make it in time for the Monday morning commute. Yes. And, uh, yeah. Try to bring a little bit of mirth to your week. So for anybody interested to see what uh, Johnny and I are up to um, in the world of social media, um, we do have our Facebook.com slash Studio Mono and me. And you'll want to spell out the word and, A-N-D. That's right. <laughs> Ampersands do not work in URLs, people. Instagram uh, as well, a Studio On the Mono. Iggy. <laughs> so that's really awesome because it used to be you couldn't have two accounts without totally logging out and logging in with new information. Well, now it's a simple like toggle switch in the in the app. So uh, I'm posting way more. <laughs> oh, look at that! So yeah, Instagram Studio Mono and Me. And then Twitter, our handle is at Studio Mono and Me. Um, and we have new emails, so it doesn't matter if you have our old emails, but for any new listeners, we have more direct emails at this point. So if you want me, Mary Elizabeth, you'll uh, type in me, M-E, at studiomonoemi.com. And I bet mine is also probably pretty easy. Yep. It's, uh, if you want Johnny, you'll want mono. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny Mono. No, it'll be mono at studiomonoemi.com. See, look at how much that makes sense. Considering that it's called Mono, mono and, and Me. me.
Look at that. Very easy. So couldn't make it any more simple than that, people. So if you guys want to share any photos that you see online or if you want to uh, tag us anything that you find interesting or, or maybe you want to shoot us some questions or think that you found a cool restaurant in Portland as well, um, please uh, contact us at those social media places and you also want to hashtag it. Um, uh, the most simplified hashtag would be SMAM, S-M-A-M. Oh, Let me SMAM it, girl. <laughs> so uh, I think that's about it. Yep. All right. Let's uh, let's get that hashtag trending, everybody. Hashtag S M A M Smam Studio Mono and Me. As always, guys, be artful. That's right. Bear Tiefel. <laughs>